Hey guys, welcome back to episode one, two, twelve. Twelve. Also known as my favorite number. Oh, is it? It actually is. Twelve is my favorite number because I was born on November twelfth. I was going to say, I feel like I know where that comes from. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a very important number. It's very pleasant to look at, but that's besides the point. Today, guys, we're talking about movies. and We're talking about movies and the impact that they had on society, how much they changed fan culture, movies that have way too much hype, and making us all develop weird questionable like obsessions and we want to completely drop everything and start a brand new life as this other character yes we've been in a ray a really good description thank you sister thank you <laughs> <laughs> um so we want to start with pitch perfect yes this was the idea that like sparked this episode so that yes. may not be the first movie you thought of but it was the no. first movie we thought of <laughs> It started so. definitely because of last week us talking about uh, Skylar, the guy, the Jesse from oh. Pitch Perfect. And then all of a yeah. sudden my TikTok is covered in Ben Platt from Pitch Perfect. And that scene will always remind me of you. <laughs> See them go snapping at me. I can't. That scene, that scene is literally you in a person. Like in the best <laughs> way possible. <laughs> If anybody watches it again, watch the background dancers because they are having, or the background singers, background acapella people, because they are having the time of their lives. Do you remember the guy with the black hat? <laughs> I just imitated it. It's a shame none of you could see, but. I seriously think I still have that video on my phone that I took, that I took on my phone of me watching Pitch Perfect and I sent to you of just the guy dancing from that scene. Um, but Ben Platt has his, for people who, I hope everybody's seen Pitch Perfect, but if not, in the very, like, end, like, the climax of the movie, Ben Platt comes spoiler out, alert. if you, pardon? Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, spoiler alert, whatever, this movie this was in 2012. important part of the movie. It's an important part. Uh, Ben Makes Platt comes things. out, and he, like, whips his hand out, and he's like, <laughs> I've got the magic in me. Because also, just to like preface as well, his favorite hobby was magic. So it was really, yes. really touching that the boys um, accepted him and did a song about... Oh, it was so nice. Ben Platt is like one of my favorite people. I love him so much. I know. Because he was Dear Evan Hansen and everything. And his voice is just... Renee doesn't agree with me. Shout out call out to Renee. She doesn't like his voice, uh, but I think it's beautiful. Oh, okay. So. I got the lyrics. I got the lyrics. Of, this is not, this is going off the rails or whatever. Ben Platt sings, I've got the magic in me. Every time I touch that track, it turns into gold. Ooh, and there's people in the background. Yeah, you guys don't have to watch it. You just uh, you you heard Kaylin, so oh yeah, you know that's all you, you know need. Pretty much, the girls come snapping <laughs> at him. It's a big deal. But anyways, we want to talk about how much Pitch Perfect made me want to be in an acapella group, and I can't mm -hmm. sing. As you've heard on other podcast episodes, your girl has no voice. But I've never <laughs> wanted to be in an acapella group more in my whole entire life. I thought Barden University was real. I wanted to go there. I wanted to join an acapella group, and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to sing and make noises. 
It, the noises. That's exactly sounds. it. Like it's in um, since you've been gone in in Pitch Perfect. The zoom 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 zoom. Yes. I was like, wow. Knew you could do voice. And I feel like yeah, it definitely made acapella cool because it had been around, but I felt like it just had this negative loser kind of stigma. I know. And it made Harley. it cool. No, I know. No, I know. I've been waiting. No, I know. Oh my god, that just hit me. For for the Oxford acapella boy group. <laughs> they went viral with the Shakira medley. And it is so funny. Over the years have just randomly sent each other. <laughs> like every few months. Oh my god! I <laughs> How do I forget about this thing? Okay, literally, guys, this guy—they sang all Shakira in this medley, and one of them has bedazzled his whole back, like it's <laughs> covered in crystals. We have to share the video. We'll share it on our Instagram. You guys have to he's watch this YouTube. The, he's the more flamboyant. Um, what's Adam Devine's character's name? Oh, um, Bumper. He's like the flamboyant bumper of the group for people. Who Guys, seen, like, he's definitely the star. This video has like survived the apocalypse. Like Carly and I have seen this video. It's been around for at least 10 years. Yeah. And it has also caused us to love whenever, wherever, um, to be together. <laughs> I had a little southern twang. That was not appropriate. Sorry, Shakira. Yeah, that's not Shakira. That's not Shakira. Um, so Pitch Perfect really took over the world and made acapella cool. You know what else it did, though, was uh, it made the Cup song popular. I was about and, to ask you about that. Yes. And I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing, because, my goodness, that got annoying. But I learned it, obviously. Okay, I, I actually, never did. I, it was a thing before Pitch Perfect. And so my um, someone taught it to me before, but I didn't. I was like, whatever. And then when it happened, I was like, oh, my God, I can do that. Anna Kendrick, I'm cool, too. That's how I'll audition. I won't learn the song. I'll do How something quirky song go cool. again? I got my ticket for the long way round. Two bottles of whiskey for the way. Oh, yeah. Then the I still like some sweet company. You guys can't see me doing it in camera, but that's so it's really good though. Like I knew you were doing it. Like I was. I oh, see thank it. you. You're so. Wow. It was so good. Thank you. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> pitch Perfect, and then we got Pitch Perfect two, and then we got Pitch Perfect three. Pitch Perfect three kind of like lost the magic. Oh, yeah. magic! You don't got, got the magic. magic and me. <laughs> Okay, so, like, kind of stemming off of Pitch Perfect, and we didn't talk about this before no. the uh, podcast, but I uh, it clicked. What did the same thing, I think, and was clearly a cultural phenomenon, was Glee. Not a movie. No. But it made, it made the Glee Club, like, school choir, cool. The impact of Glee was astronomical. It continues to impact in so many different ways today. I will say, Matthew though. Matthew Morrison. Trigger warning. T.W. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Morrison. Um, I will say, though, that the Britney Spears episode of Glee 
was the best mm. thing ever created. And the fact mm -hmm. that Britney made a cameo, and then Britney on the show was a background dancer, so she knew how to do it. And she played Britney on Glee. Even better, Britney with one T played Britney. No, whatever the T's are. Doesn't matter. The character Britney played Britney Spears really well in the Glee episode. Yes. Oh, it's because Britney was Britney S. Pierce. Well, so she's like, right. I'm living Thank in Britney you. Spears' shadow. Because I Thank am Britney you. Spears. Britney I'm S. Britney Spears. Spears. Um, we had a huge impact, too. What we also need to... I know another franchise. We don't have to really talk about Glee too much. But one thing I want to talk <laughs> about is the impact of teen dystopian novels, teen mm. dystopian movies, and teen ro forbidden romance. I'm talking The Maze Runner, Hunger mm. Games, Divergent, Mortal Instruments, and obviously Twilight's its own thing. It's not a dystopian cult novel, classic. but cult classic. But I found that like 2010 to like 2016, the amount of movies that we got that were targeted, that were all books, that were targeted to the teen, young adult genre, that were all dystopian novels, was insane. Yeah, they really all had very similar ideas. I loved Divergent. It really didn't kick off like the rest of them. Um, Divergent 1 like kind of was okay, but like the rest of the yeah. books were very very good yeah hunger games definitely was i i read the hunger games phenomenon. i even read the hunger games too like i didn't read uh, divergent i didn't read mortal instruments because but i did read hunger games and i remember watching them and like those crowds like i remember when i saw jennifer lawrence on like the red carpet for like whatever vmas or some shit oh my god it was like <laughs> video music awards yeah the video oh yeah, they would be at the Video Music Awards. <laughs> what the hell am I talking about? Uh, Golden Globes or something? You really think the Hunger Games would get nominated for a oh. Golden Globe? <laughs> you really think that? <laughs> was it like the Price Award? It was probably the MTV. Which is the one? What is the one where they're like just like shitty movies and they get recognized? Or like Best Kiss, Best Couple. Isn't that... Isn't that Teen Choice Teen Awards? Teen Choice Awards is one, but then I'm thinking about the other one, where they get Moon Mans. Oh, oh no, that's the VMAs. There's one for movies, and um, <laughs> it's going to bother me. Now I have to Google it. Frick. <laughs> I hate this. This is making yeah, me teen, so mad. I know the Teen Choice is when they get the surfboard. Yay. Okay, it's not the Academy Awards. <laughs> Hunger Games definitely made it. <laughs> Probably. MTV... <laughs> No, MTV Movie Awards, like for Best Kiss. Oh, I was right. Oh, okay, cool. remember when Ian and Nina and won? Nina. Yes. I remember when Ryan Gosling and Ryan McA Rachel McAdams won. <laughs> Ryan McAddle, yes. Ryan, Ryan McAddle, yeah. Very <laughs> important. Very, very important. Oh my gosh, yes. Those so anyways, were... when they would go to the MTV Movie Awards, it literally was like One Direction Infection or the Bieber Fever, like... People were everywhere screaming their freaking faces off. And the impact of The Hunger Games is what created all these other dystopian novels and, like, books. Yeah. And it was, mm. like, whether you, like, liked it or you watched it or whatever, like, you know what the, like, oh, means. And I, I, I forgot really about that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely. I can't really whistle. Um, Let's talk about... <laughs> Twilight. 
Yes. Okay, I wanted to make a point because Twilight, one, there's a lot to dig up about that. Like, uh, just like Mormon Stephanie Meyer. Oh, stuff. yeah. Jeez. I felt like, I said this to Kaylin earlier, I feel like there were a lot of like vampire stuff. Like there was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. There was like Vampire Diaries has already kind of come out. Yep. And then Twilight comes out. And you know, in those ones, there's always a love interest with a vampire. And it's like seen as this forbidden thing. And they're literally like, I can't love you. You're a vampire. That's awful. And I can't, like you're going to live forever. And I can't, pot, like I can't lose my humanity. That's awful. And then Twilight comes out. An 18-year-old Bella Swan meets this man like for a week. And she's like, I want to die. I want to be a vampire <laughs> to be with you forever so I can sparkle. And I feel like that was the first time. <laughs> and that was like a big cultural reset for young girls because they're like, now being immortal was actually seen as like something people wanted. Like every other vampire movie ever had really been about the awful tribulations and how, what a de what an awful sentence it is to be immortal. And then Bella's like, I want it. And now all the girls are like, I, just, I want it too. I just thought of another series of movies. But we're mm -hmm. going to talk about that in a second. Um, yeah. Twilight. So the book came out in like 2005. I read those books religiously. I took them all with me when I went to Australia. When I was in the sixth grade. And I read them all. Like I've read Twilight probably six times. Six or seven times. Like just the original book. In 2008 the movie premieres. And if you want to talk pandemonium... Twilight did that like the amount and I read an article today when I was doing research for our podcast <laughs> research and uh, <laughs> research <laughs> it was talking about <laughs> I know so professional um, it was talking about how Twilight had such an impact on fan culture and just how fans act and that it completely changed the game when it came to movie premieres and fan integration and fan recognition. And I mean, like, Carly, I saw that movie three times in theaters. I took my dad to take me to Twilight. And he only <laughs> liked the baseball scene. And I don't blame him for only oh, liking the baseball. Scene. It's a great scene. And I, like, everybody, like, midnight. I tried going to midnight screenings. I never went to midnight screenings because I was, like, like, 10 whenever these movies came out past my bedtime but my mom would take me like the day of i had a twilight shirt i had a jacob shirt like if you want to think twy hard me like i wanted my hair cut <laughs> like alice like i wanted uh, my hair oh cool. i know i know and then I, my hairdresser was like you are you sure and i was like yeah mm, i don't think you should do that i'm like okay <laughs> thank god <laughs> an eight-year-old does not need to have spiky hair no Oh gosh, the amount of people that did it though, like I know, I know, you know. But that is again, you don't need to even like the movie, whatever. But like do 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 or whatever that tune is. Do 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 do. Can we talk about? Did you? <clears throat> oh my god, sorry. Decode by Paramore. I remember this clear mm. as day. Decode by Paramore came out, and Decode was like our first snippet of the movies. And they had scenes in that music video of the movie. And I remember everybody was like losing their shit because everybody was like, oh my God, it's coming alive. Oh my God, this is our first sneak peek. I watched that video so many times and that soundtrack slaps. The Twilight soundtracks are so good. We need to talk about mm -hmm. them more. Yes. yes. Paramore, fantastic. Fantastic. 
And yeah, it's just very iconic. I still say one of my like annoying things I do is whenever whenever I say say it, I always have to finish with out loud. Out loud. Absolutely. <laughs> say it out loud. Vampire. Vampire. <laughs> how long have you how long have you been 17? A while. A while. <laughs> A while. I hate that um, I know this. Bella, where the hell have you been, Loka? <laughs> Oh, you like in the and rain, I, girl. I, I like the rain motions. <laughs> How you like in the Literally rain, Literally me girl. doing the hand motions. How you like in the rain, girl. That is me Bella. as well. Here, I freaking hate that. Bella. La push, <laughs> baby. La push. <laughs> I also uh, kind of love, and I know this from like TikTok, but I do love how we've all kind of grown up together. There was the whole like, you know, Jacob and Edward, what team are you on? Oh, and now absolutely. with quarantine. Now with quarantine and everything, I think a lot of people had rewatched all the movies. And we all kind of collectively have become Team Charlie. <laughs> Charlie and Carlisle. Like, hello. Right? What were we? We were missing out, which is I appropriate for like 13 years. I remember rewatching Twilight with my mom. And my mom was like, how did, was nobody concerned about how pale Carlisle was? Like, he looks like he's like, like so dead. Like, barely kicking and my mom's like nobody's concerned in that town that that guy looks like he's a living corpse nobody's concerned with that he looks like he's so pale and there's nothing like no blush no not like nothing no flesh to his face like he's not even trying no like he looks like he just rolled out of a corpse you know i rolled out of a coffin like hey nothing Um, like no blood circulation nobody was concerned he's just a hot doctor hot doctor i I have one more point for Twilight, mm. and I want to say again the huge, just pandemonium of when you're watching Breaking Dawn Part Two, and spoiler <gasps> alert, you just see Arrow with his head. That wasn't in the books, and I remember being in the movie theater and everybody losing it. Carly, that I was- cried. I cried in the movie theater. I'm not even shitting you. I was literally crying as that was happening. And I didn't know how to feel because all of a sudden it was this huge fight. And I was just like, what is happening? He just died. This person's dead. This person's dead. Jasper's dead. This Who else is dead? Everybody's dead. And I, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, that's what's going to happen to you. That was the best book to movie adaptation ending of a movie, potentially in history because it's, yeah went so off the rails from the book and then slid right back in to be like just like the book that I didn't even know what to do with myself I just like watched with my mouth open the entire time I was like there's no way to be honest though the book conclusion was so anticlimactic yeah they had to do something because I literally just remember her being like Bella because it was always in Bella's perspective right and it was like Mm. Alice stood in front of him and then they like talked and then all of a sudden she walked away and that was it. And I yeah. was like, that's it? We have all right, this build-up for this? And in Eclipse, there was, like, a huge battle scene. And then, like, the final book. Uh, we didn't book, get any like, of that? Yeah, we didn't get we any did. of that. A little bit. Uh, well, in Bella's perspective, we didn't. In Eclipse. Yeah. In the book, not the movie. Yeah. True. To be but honest, yeah, the, worst we... movie's on New- the worst book's New Moon. But that's, like, different. That's a different opinion. Yeah. Yeah. God. These people, like, I think when I was rewatching it, like, Bella and Edward literally knew each other for, like, two to three weeks before all of a sudden James was tracking her, and 
his entire family was putting their life on the line for her. It was... I know. Uh, and then they just knew that they were soulmates. You know what made me laugh is I found this TikToker who, like, overanalyzes the Twilight books and talks about their fashion. And <gasps> you, know who I'm ta- you know who I'm talking about? No, but I think I know the outfit that you're going to mention. There's two that I want to talk about. Mm. I have to get to my other point about a different franchise, but yeah, in we'll once we all know that she, she looked utterly indecent in a button-up <laughs> what was it button-up navy blue shirt long sleeve shirt and long to her ankle khaki skirt and edward told her she looked utterly indecent Decent. <laughs> and then there's that freaking gorgeous outfit to visualize and then another episode another episode another vision of edward in like long like dress pants and a sleeveless like i'm talking sleeveless button-up mm. yeah. what <laughs> why is that an outfit who decided what? on that so it's like people nothing. reenacting the bella outfit though like it's made me cackle it's so ugly <laughs> so ugly i honestly i don't remember her wearing that but i probably just no she did her in my own mind yeah me too because that was not utterly indecent at all okay what was uh what's the other franchise 50 shades of gray Mm, yes, I see the segue. This, I know because it was a friggin' Twilight fan fiction, but mm-hmm. the amount of pandemonium around Fifty Shades of Grey was crazy too. I remember I saw that movie in theaters and I got ID'd because you had to be 18, right? Yeah. I got ID'd. Was I was 18 because it came out in 2015, I think, around Valentine's Day, so I literally just turned 18. And... Um, I remember, like, everybody, like, it was the highest grossing adult movie or an 18-plus movie for, like, decades because everybody was losing their shit over Christian Grey. And everybody read those books. I read the books. Did you read the books? No, I didn't. My mom did. I know that. Yeah, I did. I had them. I think I donated them. I used to have them. But I read the books, too. Yeah, the first one I watched, and it was uh, Cut. Even though, like, because it didn't even come to the movie theater, we talked about this. Oh, before. right, right. Bahrain. But then the version I found online with my friends also was cut. Like, there was some like oh, making out, sucks. but like a lot of it wasn't. So we were just left with the storyline. And uh, yeah, I remember I watched great. a cut version too. <laughs> I watched a cut version in university. I think on some bootleg website. Mm. Yeah, I watched um, the last one with my roommate. And anyway, yeah, that one was very intense compared to the first one. I never watched the second one, but then all of a sudden people were, like, trying to kill her and stuff, and I was like, whoa, whoa where'd this go? The second oh, one's the best movie. Just in case you wanted to, you know, watch them in your free time, watch Fifty Shades Darker. <laughs> That's, like, <laughs> the best one. We have time for one. Watch number two. But it was just, like, I find it's so interesting, especially when, like, books become movies. I find that the hype around them is, like, amplified like absolutely amplified and the impact they have on society and like you know yet again crazy rich asians that's a book series that's a movie i don't think it has the same pandemonium that it did like what twilight had and what hunger games had and all those other ones in the early 2010s uh but it's just crazy like how much a book fandom can impact a movie you know yeah you know that what we should mention, um, particularly because I'm reading it uh, right now, is the Harry Potter 
fandom. Oh my god, how do we skip that? I completely forgot about the Harry Potter right? fandom. Right? That was huge. That was, and I mean, I know J.K. Rowling is kind of canceled right now, but it's still a huge part of people's lives. People just love watching them, and they are good. So I like, I couldn't get into the books, but I've seen most of the, the Harry Potter movies because, like, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, like on a long weekend, um, they will play every Harry Potter movie in order, like on like AMC or some shit. So I will watch them all long weekend because there's like oh my god like 50 hours of movie it's crazy <laughs> how long the movies are but i've seen them all i like i remember hearing about when the last movie came in like the half-blood prince part two i think don't deathly hollows okay thank you because i actually don't know the names properly and mm. i remember like when everybody went and like i had friends that were sobbing because they were so sad the movie was over because they've been looking it's been like for the last like seven to eight years they were looking forward to those movies and then it was no more yeah and the harry potter fandom is strong like those were huge lineups people will wait overnight for movies like crazy people still love the books they get and tattoos for like a franchise them. to be like as successful in their seventh yeah. movie yeah you know that's I think pretty. That was their most successful movie too. Really, I guess it would yeah. make sense. A lot of people want to see like the conclusion because people had seen different ones throughout the years. But yeah, so that's really fantastic for them. I know that it was one of the highest grossing movies of all time, the Harry Potter movies. Ooh. I love looking at this shit. This is like one of my favorite things to look at. Mm. Oh, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone was like number two at one point, and it grossed like mm -hmm. one billion dollars. Wow, that was number one. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part One raised just under a billion dollars, and it was like in the tenth place. Yeah. But it just goes to show you that those movies came out in the early 2010s, early 2000s mm. even, and they're still relevant on this like list, which is kind of crazy. What's number one? Um, at the, actually, right now, for some reason, it's Avatar, and I don't know why because I thought Avengers oh, Endgame Avatar. passed it. And in game past it though, it says background shading indicates films films are playing commencing in April twenty third, twenty twenty one. It's playing in a theater around the world, and I don't know where, and I don't know who is going to their local theater in a pandemic to go watch Avatar. Well, that was one that we wanted to talk about because that we did want to talk about Avatar. Absolutely. Okay, I remember seeing Avatar in on Boxing Day in mm. Sudbury, in Sudbury, Ontario. I saw it on Boxing Day. I remember that. And I honestly can tell you absolutely nothing about this movie other than the fact the guy was in a wheelchair and he had sex with his tail. That's all I can tell you. When, when he was an avatar, not in his wheelchair. Just to right, when he was in Right, when he was in his <laughs> blue form, with his working legs. Yeah. Sounds and was it... Was it something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that sounds so uh, bad. <laughs> um, Shit. But wasn't there something where they're trying to like destroy the world, like the humans or something? I can't like the humans are coming in and trying to kill them or something, or like the plot. I don't remember actually at all. Girl, I don't know. I don't remember shit about the movie. There was like they were trying to destroy a planet, and then they had these like robot things. But you know what I mean? Like that's the highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah. Yet here we are. And it took what, like eleven years to make or something? It took like yeah, a long time. 
and there's supposed to be two sequels. Oh, Where God. Are they? No idea. Where are they? But anyways, if we want to talk about something interesting, though, is who made Avatar? James oh, Cameron. James Cameron. What did James Cameron also make? <laughs> We're great at these segues. <laughs> <laughs> Not like we had them planned what's, or anything. <laughs> what's number one? What was the number one grossing movie, Kalen? Oh, James Cameron. What else did he do? Titanic. <laughs> Titanic. Who was born in 1997? Carly. Oh all my God. We're just bringing it back to you, and we're actually just bringing it back to young Leo. That's what who, we truly want to talk about. Say, like, who was the heartthrob of 1997? Leo. What movie was he in? Who was the heartthrob of 1997 that we just couldn't get enough of for three hours of movie? Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo. Leo. Oh. That I think truly, like obviously, like you and I were like kicking it real young, but I've I've seen videos and I've seen clips of the pandemonium, pandemonium around Titanic. Mm -hmm. That was like, and again, uh, yeah, I feel like it's just still iconic. Like, never let go, Jack. Like that's something people. Oh my god, the debate about the door. I know she could have done, and there's been so many YouTube videos of people mimicking it. It's like, (laughs) girl, you could have moved over. His body heat would have saved you, but you let him die in the ocean. Jack. You let Jack. 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 Wake up, Jack. Jack. You're so good (laughs) at that. You're such an actress. (laughs) Acting. (laughs) So, acting. Titanic earned $2.1 billion. It's the third highest grossing movie of all time. Wow. James Cameron in the top three for two things? James Cameron's a freaking rich AF. Wow, good job, sir. I know. I know. Uh, what's number two? This isn't a segue, I actually don't know. Oh, so it's Avengers Endgame, which is another one we wanted oh. to talk about. <laughs> I know. That one. Which, is, <laughs> which is interesting. I know, good job. I know you didn't intend to do that, so good job. Yeah. I um, I found that interesting because Avengers overtook of Avatar, and now somehow Avatar's back in theaters after it came out in 2009. So now Avatar has made more money than Avengers Endgame. So I'm like, Marvel, freaking put that movie back out if you want to have your number one spot again. But we got to yeah. talk about the importance and the pandemonium. How many times are we going to say pandemonium in this? Take a shot every time we do. Actually, don't do that. That's probably like, it's going to be a lot. <laughs> um, Take a sip. The fandom of the Marvel Universe, you do not mess with them, you do not dismiss their movies, and you sure as shit do not go on opening night. No. If you want to... But then you risk spoilers. That is true. I avoided Twitter for like two weeks after Endgame came out because I couldn't go for a while. And I avoided everything I possibly could. Like, I stuck to YouTube. And only on YouTube, I think I watched beauty content. Because I was like, I'm not doing this to myself. I accidentally got spoiled for Infinity War. I was scrolling through Facebook, and I hadn't seen it yet. And someone had posted a picture of all the faces or all the main characters. And there are X's through half of them. And so... I scrolled really quick. I didn't see who it was, but like then the end wasn't as crazy as it was. And then end game as well. I got a little bit spoiled and the person I, that spoiled it won't admit it, but 
it, they spoiled it for me. I um, I remember seeing like on Twitter like memes about um, Endgame and being like, uh, or something about like I don't feel so good, which I know is from Infinity War. Mm. And I had no effing clue what was happening, and I was like, I'm gonna keep it this way. I don't want to know what they're talking about. It's so hard to avoid spoilers. But then you know we had just had Wandavision. Actually, mm. did you watch the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I haven't. Barian doesn't have Disney Plus, so I need to catch up. Okay, yeah, I haven't watched. I haven't watched it yet either. I have it on my like Disney Plus on my iPad, but I haven't watched it yet. Mm. But I just find that Me it's too. so interesting, just like how much how much the Marvel Universe, like, made a huge change. Like, I was listening to somebody talk about movies, um, Disney, uh, not Disney movies, sorry, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Superhero? Superhero, thank you. Superhero mm-hmm. movies from, like, the early 2010s and the early 2000s. Like, Iron Man came out in 2008, but all the ones before that always got such a shitty rap. Like, all the Batman movies, and then there was, like, Hellboy, and that was a really bad one. When and was the Dark Knight, though? That one was good, right? Yeah, The Dark Knight's really good. When was The Dark Knight? Oh, The Dark Knight's, like, one of the highest grossing movies, too, if I can find it yeah. on this list. I was gonna say, like, I feel like there have been some successful standalone ones, but mm-hmm. in order to make an entire universe successful, I feel, has been yeah. really hard. And people have their favorites, and some people, like, you know, haven't seen Ant-Man or something, but if yeah. you've watched Marvel, you've seen most of them, and I would say they're all pretty equally good. The Dark Knight came out in 2008. So from like okay, 2000 so to 2008, like superhero movies got a really bad rap. And then Iron Man, I think, really helped. Mm-hmm. And The Dark Knight. Like The Dark Knight was really, really oh, good. Segway. Sorry. I need to mention oh, because my mom was very upset. My mother was extremely upset last week when we were talking about her celebrity crushes and we did not mention RDJ. Oh, my Robert God. Jr. Perfect segue, um, Carl. Perfect. Thank you. We're great at these. <laughs> We're so good at these. <laughs> she listened. I think it was like today. Um, she listened and she was like, um, excuse me, where's Robert Downey Jr.? And I was like, you didn't tell me to put him on the list. And she was like, that was a given because he has always been the top of her list when she was married or whatever. RDJ's the top of the list. I um, wanted for... to mention something about Rob Lowe about your because your mom loves Rob Lowe too. He mm. looked incredible in the um, the Outsiders. That's the movie I think I'm talking about. Hold on. Thank God I have the internet. Yeah, I'm talking <laughs> about the right one. The the Outsiders. It was with like Patrick Swayze was in it. Tom Cruise was in it. Like all the big like male celebrities That's now. Fun. Like they were. Yeah. Well, it's a classic. However, I haven't seen it either. But I've seen scenes of it, and Rob Lowe is so attractive in that movie. So it's like, I get it, Francine. I get it. I can't even want to read his autobiography now because I saw him in the Patrick Swayze documentary. Oh. Yeah, he was talking about him. He's in everything, man. I watched this whole, like, whole, this whole uh, Natural Geographic documentary about the 80s. Rob Lowe narrated the whole thing. That guy is yeah. getting his coin. I'm rewatching Parks and Rec, and I yeah, his I coin. love his character. Uh, I, I do agree. Robert Downey Jr. is very attractive, and I think that he had a huge comeback because Iron Man, like, it saved his career. It saved him. He said, "He saved it saved him." 
Um, what I find is interesting, though, is that he's literally playing just like a bougier version of himself as Tony Stark. Like, I feel like that is literally who he is, just mm. in like a bit richer, you know? Yeah. I think he just like has really good sarcastic and comedic timing. And so that kind of launched. I don't know. Some people might come for me for this, but I feel like the difference with Marvel versus some other superhero movies is the humor. I feel like they hit it really good. (laughs) The DC effect from last episode. (laughs) Or Jason Momoa. (laughs) Hey, he's really attractive to a lot of women. I know, but he has the DC effect. The DC effect. But the, no, the Marvel effect, yeah. I just feel that the movies are enjoyable for kind of anyone to watch, whether yeah. you care about the superheroes or not. Yeah. Uh, I also just want to say, I've recently, my TikTok feed has complete my For You page, feed, whatever, has been completely overrun with him. But uh, yeah, Anthony Mackie. He is uh, so funny and I love him. So I, I think that that is what makes, I think that's what makes Marvel so good is definitely the comedic timing. I mean, they're all hilarious actors and actresses, but I just think it's so crazy. Like their fandom is huge. And the amount of like, even I get sucked into it. Like when I was watching WandaVision, the amount of Easter egg videos I watched mm. and the amount of like breakdowns and like, what does this mean? Who is this? What is this? Like so many videos. So it's like, all you're doing, like, you get so involved in it, and there's so much lore, which is so cool. Carly, what else has lore? The Sims. We could go even go back to The Sims. <laughs> like, oh my god, this is like, I feel like I'm literally putting red string into pins on a, on like a missing person board. Like, I'm like, Bella this Goth. connects to this. This Bella connects Goth, to Bella Goth. This connects to this. This connects to this. Like, I feel like I'm that guy who's like explaining Charlie Day, oh that, that meme. Charlie Day is that meme. And he's yes. like, I'm making it make sense. It's making sense. Bella Goth disappeared in the snap. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> they are she aliens, so it does make sense. She is an alien. they she was captured by aliens. But it's just crazy. Like there's so much lore in that kind of shit. What? You know the ones from Captain Marvel? Are they called Cree? Yeah, I think they're called Cree. They're nice though. I know, but they abducted Bella Goth. Oh, Maybe. they did? Okay, I thought, like, just Maybe. Thor, like, snatched her, like, by her hair or something. Like, come with me. <laughs> <laughs> Grabs her by the scalp. <laughs> You're coming with me, lady. <laughs> we go to Asgard. Asgard. Oh, my God, Asgard. We're such nerds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I know. Yeah. Um I'm just quickly looking cool. through this article that I sent you, and it's talking about the yeah. 50 biggest movie fandoms. And I definitely, oh my God, was so funny. I was about to talk about like the one that I'm looking at is the sound of music. And the one right below the sound of music is 50 shades of gray. Oh, nice. (laughs) Totally. two movies that go together. I'm on here too. Um, I'm on the next page though, but one that I'll give a shout out to actually for like superhero movies is X-Men. Yeah. I know that they've oh, kind yeah. of had a comeback with their new ones, but I will Absolutely. say their old ones, I was young, but my dad did love them, so I don't know, like, I, maybe people, again, will come for me, but I don't think they're, like, Marvel level, but they were good superhero movies. The X-Men franchise kind yeah. of saved themselves, though. They kind mm-hmm. of saved themselves with how good they were. I know there's lots of there's lots of fandoms that we don't even, like, have any idea about, like, the Sex and the City fandom. 
I know people love Sex and the City. I've actually never seen it, but I know it's, like, really popular. I've seen the movie. Yeah, so I was like, are you a Samantha? So that's... I don't even know which one I am. Can you diagnose yeah, me? Which one am I? No, I don't know. I've seen the movie once. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Well, we're not very good. I know that um, Samantha's the slutty one, right? I think so, yeah. Okay, good. Oh, one that I see, which I, like... I've seen the first couple seasons multiple times, um, but Buffy the Vampire Slayer, we already mentioned that. Yeah, I see one that I do want to talk about, and it's Studio Ghibli. Okay, I don't know that. You Have you ever seen one of those movies? Nope. Okay, so your homework tonight, while you're isolating, oh. is you are going to watch, okay, when you get your sleep, when you wake up tomorrow at 5 o'clock in the morning, do your jet <laughs> lag, um, you're going to watch Howl's Moving Castle. Okay. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I know what that is. I I don't think I've seen it, but I know I know that. I want you to watch it. Studio Ghibli mm. is the guy that created like all like Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, The Castle in the Sky. Oh, I seen Spirited Away. That was like your favorite movie. I watched that a lot. Spirited Away is one of my favorite movies. I still have it on VHS. I wow. still have it on VHS. I know, and it's from a film studio in Japan. And that has a huge studio, like a huge fan. There is even a theme park in Japan for Studio Ghibli. And I want to go so badly. It's going to be the coolest. One that I want to mention that's on this list is The Shining. I only watched it for the first time recently. And that was a fantastic movie. So good. I know. I know there's a TV show, too, that has a really big fandom. And it's the Sherlock Holmes one. No, not the Sherlock Holmes one. There's a blue telephone booth. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Who hmm. are you? Yes, I remember watching a little bit of it. It was good. I had never seen one thing about it, but I know that it has a huge fandom. One thing I did want to talk about is that um, I also got in some crap from my coworker, Miss Andrea. Hmm. She got upset with me because I didn't mention some men that fit her demographic. So okay. she wanted me to talk about how she loves bald men. And I want to talk about The Rock. Jason Statham, they're in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Yes. That is a large fandom. Like, that yes. is a large impact on society. Like, when um, Paul Walker died, Ooh. and it was the last movie with him, that movie, like, everybody was going to, everybody and their, and their grandmother was going to see that movie. I get it, because it was his last movie, and he died, like, while filming, mm-hmm. and his brother had to step in. But it's just like crazy. Like that movie has like how many more Fast and the Furious are they gonna make? Like twenty? Right, they're gonna 30? have to go to space soon. <laughs> There's not much. They've more already they can done. Like, I know they're gonna run out of places to be Fast and Furious on. Like how many roads in the world can you do this on? I've but like that's Furious a, for so long. You can only be so fast for so long. <laughs> you can only be so furiously fast. You're gonna burn out sometimes, sister. You're gonna burn out emotionally, mentally physically burnout's real guys burnout's real and i feel like this was like a quick like fast shot fire like um what am i trying to say snapshot anyway episode we really went through quick fire that's what i'm trying to say this quick was fire, a really absolutely. quick fire episode we were trying to get through everything um but yeah so no, like in a good way I, I feel like we highlight <clears throat> oh my god <laughs> i feel like we oh Oh my god, sorry. <laughs> I feel like we highlighted like the important ones to us. <laughs> you know, not really to the world, but to not us. Not really to the world. To us, important. Wow. 
I did want to mention one more man for Andrea. Mm-hmm. The man that's in every single movie. Stanley Tucci. Oh my god, I knew you were going to say him. I love him. <laughs> I knew it was going to be Stanley him Tucci. Him and like Paul Giamatti are in so many freaking movies. Stanley mm-hmm. Tucci is like the epitome of a character actor. Like he, anything. Anything he could do. He could do anything. He understood the assignment. He understood the assignment. And you know what? A lot of women are into him too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She just wow. gave me shit. Thank you guys. <laughs> She's like, you didn't mention any of them for me. And I was like, I'm sorry. I will make up for it. I promise. Nice. They got their little starlight moment. They got their little, little shout out. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for sticking with us through this. Uh, if we missed any of your cult favorites, which I'm sure we did because oh, there's probably. a lot. There's so many. Or any I mean, there's movie the Star franchise. Wars and Star Trek oh, and etc. Et we, et we didn't even talk about those ones. It's okay. I couldn't yeah. tell you shit anyway. I watched, I watched Star Wars for the first time during quarantine, all of them. And I will say four, five, six are my favorite. Yeah. Darth Maul. I remember Darth Maul. He has a mm-hmm. red face, right? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I gotta Google it. Carl, you just know this. I watched it like a year ago, and and there's a lot of them. But yeah, number three is with with the red face. I was right. I was right. Obi Wan Kenobi, and he's like, I have the high ground. You are the chosen one, and he doesn't have any legs or arms, and he's like, Anakin, (laughs) over my head, (laughs) over my head completely. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Maybe I'll watch them. Four, five, six were my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Four, five, six are probably great. Let us know, guys, like what movies or cultural phenomenons that you saw growing up or what you think is relevant now. Are you a part of any huge like movie TV show fandom? We really focused on movies today, which is kind of important, except for mm-hmm. Doctor Who and Sex in the City. We did talk about those ones in those TV shows, yeah. but angly. angly. Glee for life. Yeah. Um, I am currently still the Vampire Diary. Oh, see, Vampire Diaries too. Yeah, I know. So am I. But (laughs) tell us any guys, like, let us know on Instagram what you think is a really popular movie franchise that we didn't talk about. And what are you part of? We want to know. Thank you guys so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram, match their energy. And uh, we'll catch you next week. See ya. See ya.